because I think the worst thing in the world to do is to make a transition and put all this effort into getting into a new career and then you get in there and you hate it. Um, so I would say kind of take a pause and get clear on what do you really want and what do you value and where do you see that in a, in a company or an organization or an initiative. Um, the reason why I say that is because a lot of my pivots seem really disconnected. Driven by doing is how the world moves forward. A show where students, professionals and entrepreneurs share their stories, how they learn from their failures and got to where they are today to inspire all of us to be the better version of ourselves. This show is sponsored by Career Quo. Connect with the mentor today. Hello and welcome to Driven by Doing. Today uh, we have Jeanette Jordan. Welcome Jeanette to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So Jeanette, you are the Chief Marketing Officer at Kapoor Center and you have got wide variety of experience throughout your career and you have done so many pivots so far <laughs> in your career. So it's, you have a super interesting story and let's get started uh, to share your story. Now before getting into your current role, like let's go back a few years ago, like where it all started, like you know, where are you originally from and like you went to Columbia and then University of Maryland, walk us through yeah. that journey. Yeah, so I'm originally from a small town called Verona, New Jersey. I have always been really passionate about math and science education. My favorite toy was Legos, and I used to design buildings even as a kid, and I am really thankful that my parents encouraged a STEM education, and I ended up studying um, civil engineering in college. I did a dual degree program, so I went to Spelman College, uh, which does not itself has an engineering major, but they have partner engineering schools. And as a part of that program, I did three years at Spelman and I focused on math and science education and I got a bachelor's in science. And then I went over to Columbia University and I focused on civil engineering and graduated with a double bachelor's in civil engineering. Wow, that's just amazing. So once you, so you, you as a kid, like love playing with Legos and then I like did. that, that helped you to become a civil engineer in, in a way. Right. Yeah. So once you graduated from Columbia, what were you thinking to, to become a civil engineer or like, no, were you like you, you know it already that you wanted to become a civil engineer. Right? I did. So, I did. I've always been fascinated with in, in industrial design. I used to actually sketch like cars and things of that sort. And uh, my Legos, I would design restaurants with rooftop decks, uh, foreshadowing. Um, so yeah, I actually graduated and I went into um, construction management and I used to build um, houses and mixed use properties in the DC Maryland area. Um, I absolutely, absolutely loved it. And a couple of things happened. When I first started as an engineer, I realized that I started managing people. And my engineering curriculum did not give me enough people management skills. And so I started enrolling back at University of Maryland College Park for my MBA. Um, but as I did that, the housing crisis hit. And I was on the residential side of the construction world. And so my projects went out of business. So I ended up being thrown into my first career change um, in deciding that how, is I, how was I going to pivot, even though I wanted to be an engineer literally since childhood, um, what was I going to do now that this industry was slowing down? And I think that these are such relevant lessons for what's going on today. 
day. So I decided um, to take that learning and apply it to the tech industry. I was really fortunate that I had a marketing professor um, in the first semester of my MBA that said marketing is really quantitative. It's not a soft skill. Um, you know, and so I thought that there was this world where I could kind of blend um, kind of math and this rigorous background with kind of the art of marketing and how do you actually do campaigns and design and it fascinated me and I took some independent studies in my grad education and I ended up coming out on the other side as a tech marketer and um, I landed in product marketing. It's still something that a lot of people have not heard of today and so we really focus on on understanding how products are built and really starting to do all of the strategic marketing positioning targeting messaging to help the right audience find this product that was created for them and because it's still not a well-known career even though I've been doing it for over 10 years um, just this year I started releasing my own podcast called market ready Focus on actually teaching people about the world of product marketing. What is it? How do you get into it? Because, you know, with a, a career path that doesn't have a clear entry point, often people of color get shut out of that career path. And so I was really intentional about finding a co-creator who's also a black woman. And we wanted to show the world that not only product marketing exists, but that women of color exist in the world of product marketing. And we wanted Wanted to give back and really help train other people on um, how to get into this lucrative industry because while we are talking about unprecedented recession that's going on right now if you go on LinkedIn you can see almost 5,000 jobs open today for product marketing and it's a it's a matching problem that not enough people are skilled and trained in this but there are open jobs and there are plenty today and there are plenty of jobs that can be done in a virtual environment and so we really hope to at the time of COVID we started accelerating the release of our podcast to say how can we give back and one leave an artifact in kind of a love letter to product marketing that has given us such a good career but how can we help this matching problem and have a scalable way for people to get educated about product marketing and fill these jobs. That is amazing uh, because like now I listened to a couple of episodes at, uh, on your podcast and it's super interesting because not a lot of people actually know about this role that much because we, you, you hear about uh, product managers and uh, yes. product owners and not a lot of product marketers because right. like, you, know, you, you have to ultimately like, you know, sell your product or position or target customers who actually need that product. So no matter like how, how much, how good your product is. And I think that's a key skill uh, for like, you know, marketers. And that was an interesting pivot, right? Like being an engineer, going to an MBA, getting that people skills, because irrespective yes. of what kind of role that you as an engineer would do, ultimately you would get into that people skills role as a manager, as a tech lead, where you, you are going to manage teams, right? So now you got an MBA and then, shifted into marketing and yes. and I, I when i was reading about you you as a kid even like ads and like you know you always liked it ads and like tell us like how that influenced you while you're taking up this career oh man i 
I loved jingles, like watching television, and I probably got in trouble for watching too much television as a kid if my parents are listening to this podcast, but it was the commercials that fascinated me. You would have all of the bright colors, and you would have all of the music, and they were so catchy, and they stuck with you, but I did get those early educational signals that I was um, much better at math and science than I was English and kind of copywriting, so I never thought that the world of advertising had a place for me. So, you know, finding that marketing professor that said marketing is really quantitative sparked something in me to figure out what is the math and what is the science behind the advertising? How do we use these tech platforms to actually reach people with the right message? And how can you do that at scale? And it is such a fascinating problem and technology keeps evolving that you know, we keep having different iterations and evolutions to this. And now it's really exciting for someone who's been in this world for over a decade to see now that we are in a time of a virtual world, now that we are home a lot, I think digital advertising is really getting its due respect because people are spending more time on social media. People are finding these ways to engage and, and stay connected even though we can't physically be in the same space. And so it feels like for the first time, kind of the work that I've been doing so long feels like it's getting its due respect because people don't watch as much traditional TV. We are on Instagram live or Facebook live and we are streaming YouTube videos and it's just a different experience. But it's also really great because I think if you think about the business or the quantitative side, the digital aspect of marketing can actually give you so much more data and so much more results and help you optimize and help you be more pointed and targeted in what you're doing and get real-time signals if it's working. And you just don't really have that with traditional television. That is true because like now, again, you, you like big data and like now how yeah. this quantitative approach uh, has, has made an impact in the digital marketing and arena. And the one question that I have uh, for a lot of uh, audience that are listening to, because a lot of, I mean, I, I talk with a lot of students who are in the college and even like graduating from college, trying to assess like, you know, what is the right fit for them. And just in marketing, you have got plenty of different roles. Now yes. you are a chief marketing officer for an organization. Like I help am. us, help us understand like, like where can students start off to like you know, really understand the different areas in marketing that can really help them understand what is the perfect fit or the right fit for them to get started. Yeah, I love this question because I don't think people realize marketing as, is as complex as it is. And so as a chief marketing, off, uh, marketing officer, I am responsible for brand. So I think brand is the thing people are most familiar with about marketing. How do you actually design your, your colors and your logo? What do you want people to feel when they look at it? And I love your design and your color palette. You have all of these bright colors and it makes you feel energized. Right. Um, but do we want you to actually feel calm? Do we actually want you to feel somber, depending on what you're talking about? So the brand is that very traditional when you visually look and engage with a company or what a product, what does that do? But I also think you have other roles like thinking about the campaign aspect of it and doing the strategy of who do I want to reach with this product? 
You know, how am I going to actually go about reaching them? What are the right channels? How do I do the market research to understand where my product or my service or my company fits in the broader landscape? Are we priced aggressively? Are we underpriced? You know, you have social media which I think people understand a lot, which is how do we actually manage all of these channels? What is the right fit? What is the right con content for the channels? And I think you can look across social media platforms and start to see they have their own personality. LinkedIn is very business and it's a little bit more of a straight conversation, right? And Facebook feels more familiar, but then there's things that are like TikTok, which is really playful. You know, you're not having a lot of serious conversations. And so your brand can have different conversations and reach different people with these different channels. And how do you actually execute on that? Um, there's marketing operations, which is a, a role that I did for a long time and a project I'm kicking off in my new job, which is thinking about all of the systems and the tools and the metrics that we get. What email service provider are you using? What database system are you using? How do you get your data from your database to your email service provider, to your social media platform? How do you know how many times you're talking to a specific individual? How do you manage when they want to opt out and disengage? You know, how are you actively growing your list of customers or your database? And there's a whole real scientific in putting the pieces together. And as an engineer, that's actually how I got my start in marketing is actually thinking about the data, thinking about the system side of marketing and not actually doing the traditional brand or traditional copy work. You know, there's PR and how are you going to work with press and get stories and you can pay for that or you can have those organic conversation. So I think that there's so many different nuances and iterations. There's content marketing. There are people who just write pieces, you know, or just put pieces out there, blogs, website copy. So there's so many different things that you can do in the world of marketing. And I'm glad that we are having this conversation so students can start to see it's not one thing. It's about seven or eight things. And how can you kind of find a niche that you are going to be really happy with engaging or how can you move around, which I have done. I've started in marketing operations. I've moved to product marketing. I've started taking on content roles. I started taking on brand roles. And now I'm a chief marketing officer where I oversee all of the different marketing functions. That is just an amazing uh, answer. Thanks for sharing all those different roles, uh, Janetta, because it's super important to kind of like, you know, really help students understand because a lot of times like, you know, for most of the time, like I'm a student as well. Like now, now I'm working in digital marketing and now I'm working as a product manager. But however, like I didn't have that exposure uh, yeah. while I was in college because the only exposure that I had, hey, okay, like now it's a, uh, it's a product ma 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 marketing role where you have the, the access to a team where you can set the roadmap for how to, yes. how to build that product. And I was not aware of all the different kinds of like, you know, the, the product, uh, like, you know, marketing, that's, that's what you are like, you know, so passionate about to, to really help people understand so that that's so inspiring. And thanks for all the work that you're doing on that space. And now again, coming back to your current role as a chief marketing officer. So, so you see a lot of variety of marketing roles and like you manage a lot of people across the board, right? Yeah. Like tell us a little bit more about a Kapoor center, like and the work that you guys are doing, which is super, super fascinating for me. 
Yeah, um, we are focused on diversity, inclusion, and equity, primarily of Black and Latinx folks in the tech industry. We solve that in really three ways. Uh, one, we have um, SMASH, which is our STEM education program. So really thinking early, before people start careers, how are we creating um, more access to communities of color for STEM education? So we have a 9 through 12th uh, grade program where they come in the summer. Um, it used to be kind of on college campuses. This year we are virtual. Uh, but how do they actually take on projects and learn about STEM education? And it's really exciting uh, because this year um, our scholars actually did a national competition about how you can solve problems for COVID-19, really focused wow. on, you know, access to medical information or devices or, you know, how are we changing the way that we learn in education? Um, as our scholars matriculate, they actually go into a program called Smash Rising, which is thinking about um, setting them up with college internships, and we work with great companies, um, and they take an actual cohort of scholars. So they actually work together on a specific project for an organization to actually start to apply some of that STEM education learning. We also have a foundation arm to our family of organizations that does a lot of research. So really identifying the problem and really identifying the systematic root of the problem of when did we go and start having a gap in education? One of the things we're really focused on this year is how we can advocate for communities of color to close this digital divide. There are so many um, communities that still do not have access to broadband or high quality internet that may not have laptops and commuting at uh, computing at home and they have traditionally relied on schools or relied on libraries to kind of access that and now that they're closed what is going to happen now that learning has gone virtual so really starting to take on different pieces of not only identifying the problem but how can we actually advocate for addressing the problem and get you know people in the tech community get policymakers get local activists all involved around that. We also have a set of tech workplace initiatives. How do we work with corporations in the tech space? Um, there are a lot of companies, especially as you think about startups that are not diverse. And um, we know this and we can look at the data. So we have a couple of initiatives, one being our collective, which is an employee resource group across companies, because what happens if you're the only person of color in your actual job? How can you start to create a safe space and community and talk about the challenges that you're faced with? So we have an employee resource group across companies to help solve for that. We also have diversity advocates where we bring together DEI professionals as well as uh, people in the HR space to really create a thought leadership and knowledge base about how we can address these issues on a systematic level. And so there's a lot of initiatives within the foundation um, that go on. We work with local organization and provide grants and kind of sponsor good work that other people are doing. And we also have a venture capital arm. We have Caper Capital that has been around going on 10 years. Uh, they focus on investing in underrepresented founders as well as companies who um, are committed to making a positive social impact um, and they really want to stand up and show the world that you know equity and inclusion and social impact investing is profitable you know we don't have to choose between one or the other but that you can do both and you can be really successful 
that is just some just some amazing uh, work uh, janetta because like you talked about like what kapoor cap kapoor center is doing and you also have like different wide variety of verticals that are focusing on these key areas of uh, like we all needed a lot of support and especially diversity and equity and inclusion is super important uh, that's what we do uh, at career core like helping non profits who are especially focused on uh, helping uh, students uh, to to move in the career and life so i think super important work so and lot of questions that i get from students are something like i do not know what to do in my career like right. how can you how like what would you tell students who who are like coming out of college and especially during this time uh, who are looking for opportunities but they are stuck in so many different uh, because of so many different obstacles like what would you tell for a, for a student who is asking you that i do not know what to do in my career where can i get started Yeah so i would take this in a couple of different approaches i think one start to find out what you're passionate about i think we don't do enough of this i think so much of school and career is focused on maybe what you're good at or maybe what you think will make money uh, but start to really start to investigate what you're passionate about because i think if that can start to drive your career you're just going to be happier in it and you're going to stay in that career longer and then i would also think about you know especially for you and i who've been on the product side thinking about being forward looking and what can you do or who can you work for that's actively solving problems right um you know just in your everyday life if you're like hey i'm frustrated this doesn't talk to that can you create a solution or can you work with somebody creating a solution to kind of solve those problems i think right now a lot of things are going virtual and a lot of people are trying to find ways to reimagine the way we work and the way we learn and the way we socialize and so i would be thinking about being forward looking and thinking about the new solutions that are going to come out i really do think we are going to see a rise in ai and vr uh, given this time because you know it's it's hard to be distant so what if we could actually you know get into a zoom party and feel like we were in the same room or you know get on an instagram live and feel like we're in the same room um thinking about ways you know i don't know if we're going back to traditional bookstores and what does that transformation look like i think contactless payments i think self driving cars you know um so i think so many things are going to arise i think we're on a cusp of a new tech revolution to kind of solve some of these problems but thinking about in the services in the products you use every day what do you think is missing and how can you address that and how can that intersect with your skill set and with your passion and that's where i would move your career because i don't think we're seeing companies and jobs people stay in that like our parents did nobody's staying in the same place you know for decades i think things move quicker and they iterate and they evolve so really just kind of start building the muscle to be forward looking and thinking about what's next great answer there again and a lot of times people are trying to find their passion so there you you approach it in like a couple of different ways one find out your passion and the other one is being entrepreneurial yeah. and like you know that that mindset is sometimes like when you say hey like you know try to solve this problem it when when you look at being entre, uh, entrepreneurial it's not just about being an entrepreneur or like you know, building a business 
the whole entrepreneurial mindset is something that even if you take up a career or a work at a, working at a company, uh, the challenges that you are going to solve is like, it's almost like an entrepreneur. Like you're an yes. entrepreneur himself inside a company. That's how like you know, companies are disrupting like you know, all these legacy products. Uh, that's yeah. how exactly they're working on. So really appreciate uh, you sharing those couple of uh, deep insights. And one thing I recently heard talking to uh, like you no know, few few key people uh, is that like don't just ask kids like what do you want to do in your career like yeah. you know asking kids like what problem do you care to solve in the world right like that tricks them like and ask hey like you know what I I I I don't see that like I I want to solve that water problem or the climate issue yeah I don't see like the rains in my uh, city uh, so like having that asking those key questions and helping them figure out like what their passion is. Yes. We are sometimes like, you know, people don't know how to find their passion. Like how I found my passion is trying to do different things, different things and like, you know, see and iterate. That's exactly what you told. Like, you know, try different things and iterate. And over a period of time, you're going to learn what you really like. I think uh, that's a great way that uh, you shared uh, those couple of insights and a lot of folks and especially most of the folks who might be listening to this podcast or the show are also working professionals who are also yeah. trying to pivot their careers, right? Like, is there any, any framework that you use because like there are a lot of pivots in your own career. Yeah. What would you tell someone who is in a specific career? Like let's say in, in finance or accounting and they're stuck, uh, like they feel stuck. And yeah. they want to try something new. Like, how can they be in their current role and like test different ideas or like, hey, like, you know, marketing seems to be interesting. Or, hey, you know what? I wanted to become a software engineer. I don't know how to become a software engineer, but I want to try it out. Like, what would you tell these professionals who are trying to shift their career and where they, how can they get started? Yeah, I love uh, this question. I actually, on top of everything else I do, I do career coaching. Um, and I have done that, you know, private coaching. I also work with an amazing organization called The Grand, and they have um, The Grand Quest, which actually helps people navigate career transitions. So this is a topic I'm so passionate about because I have made so many of my own transitions. And again, like product marketing, there hasn't been a lot of resources until recently about navigating career transitions. I would say that the approach is the same though. I think you need to get clear on what you want to do, especially for working professionals, because I think the worst thing in the world to do is to make a transition and put all this effort into getting into a new career and then you get in there and you hate it. Um, so I would say kind of take a pause and get clear on what do you really want and what do you value and where do you see that in a, in a company or in organization or an initiative. Um, the reason why I say that is because a lot of my pivots seem really disconnected. Um, but I think when you look beyond the surface, they're not. So I went from civil engineering, which is a discipline where we make a plan for a building. We work with a lot of cross-functional people called trades. You have your electricians and your plumbers and your general contractors to build something and it becomes reality. And I worked in the residential side, so a lot of those projects are pretty short term. It happens within less than a year. If you go and look at the tech industry and you look at product marketing, it's the same thing. We have a plan called the product roadmap. 
Um, I work very cross-functionally. You'll have engineers, you'll have salespeople, you'll have legal. Um, and then we build something and we put it out in the world. So I've had these two really distinct careers. But if you look under the surface, I value short-term projects, working collaboratively, you know, something being put out in the world and being a reality. They have all of these parallels that can't be seen when you just look at a title. And because I actually know what I value and what makes me happy, it's been able, I've been able to make a seamless transition. And when I tell that story to people who say, oh, you're an engineer, you want to be a marketer, I don't get it. And I'm like, let me show you how they're the same. And then people are like, oh, makes total sense. So I think really getting in the driver's seat of your career, starting to understand what you want and starting to do that inventory before you start your job search, and then really taking ownership of that career, even if it doesn't seem to make sense to people. I would also say, and to add for working professionals, I um, always coach people to do what I call a stepwise approach. And what I mean by that is, you know, um, if you are, a, you know, civil engineer like I was and you want to go be a marketer, it might be hard to go from one to the other. So what, you know, can you switch industries first, you know, and kind of do something really similar um, in a new industry and then change your title? Or can you change your title within your industry and then switch, you know, kind of industry? So I think trying to take it in small pieces and not getting discouraged. Like I said, I entered marketing on a very operations role. So there was a lot of engineering to how do you build systems? How do you put systems together? How do you make these pieces work? I didn't start off writing copy. I didn't start off doing brand. And once I got into a new industry, I took on different pieces and I was able to move myself around those functions. Or if I had done it differently to demonstrate the stepwise approach, I could have said, I want to stay in the construction industry and can I move into a marketing role? And now I'm already a marketer who's going to switch industries. So for working professionals, I would say just take it in phases um, to get to the end goal because you do have to be practical about making money and providing for yourself in the process. Yeah, that's again uh, amazing that like, you know, uh, I didn't know that you're a career uh, yeah. coach as well. So I think that's just amazing that uh, we are covering, uncovering a lot of great insights uh, uh, from you and like, especially helping professionals who are already working and because it's, it's a lot of time and effort that they are wanting to put in. But sometimes yeah. like you know, the questions that I get asked is, hey, like uh, I'm in finance and I, I see you're in marketing and like, what exactly goes in marketing and like, how can I transition my career? And one thing that I always tell professionals or even students who are wanting to transition into a different career is that data skills. Data yeah. skill is something that irrespective of what career that you are in is so key, especially nowadays, especially with the kind of data that we are generating every day uh, with, yeah. uh, with the kind of technology that is all around us. So I think is a key skill that I always tell people that, like you know, learn those skill sets and especially with the data science, with AI, like yeah. we are growing faster and we are rapidly generating data. And especially in the last 10, 15 years, we have generated data that we didn't generate in the whole history. So, and it is going to only exponentially increase from here on. 
So what are your thoughts uh, on that uh, piece? Uh? Yeah, I agree. It's funny. I mentioned in one of my podcast episodes that I was like, I thought it was a unique differentiator when I first started marketing that I was the data-driven marketer. And now I feel like everybody has to be a data-driven marketer, even on the brand side. You know, you're thinking about, hey, we're going to launch something new. We're going to do market research. We're going to do testing. We're going to see how it lands. Um, so I do think um, data is a really crucial skill. And I think you need to be comfortable with it. And I think it's a lot of levels. I think that there's what data can you actually gather about your customers and insights and how do you manage against that? I think it could be campaign performance for something like me that's a marketer. But I also think, you know, people are being more scrutinizing about how they are giving money. And all organizations, I think you need to be fiscally responsible. So also thinking about how do you manage your budgets? How do you test and learn? How do you, do you understand how to read a balance sheet or cash flow or something like that? So I think being data-driven comes in these variety of ways that is just like good business practices. That's just awesome. And uh, thanks for sharing those uh, key insights. So do you have anything else that you wanted to share to our audience? Um, you know, I think that we've covered a lot of ground. I just really um, want to encourage everybody. I think something that I often say in my career coaching is, you know, change versus transition. And I talk about the difference of that. So I think if I could leave anybody with anything, it's, you know, change is something that happens to you. And I think that this is really important as we are living through a global pandemic, as the world is waking up to racial injustice, there's a lot of things going on as we are seeing climate change. And if we didn't believe it before, how being home is actually shifting our climate uh, for the better and repairing some of those ills. But I would say transition has a lot to do with your mind state as you're going through change, as you really start to get focused on the pieces that you can get control of and get in the driver's seat. And so if I can encourage anybody to do anything today, it's really starting to move yourself in the mindset of transition. How can you start to see the possibilities? How can you start to see the opportunities in what is going on, how can you start to be a problem solver and a participant in ushering in the future? And again, I think we've talked about that in a lot of ways, the future of technology with AI and VR and being data-driven or being more digital, ushering in the future of racial justice and how can we use all of our platforms and influence to make it a more fair and equitable world. You know, that in the realm of climate change and how can we continue this trajectory of, should we all be home for a week a month to make sure that our planet is viable long term. So while it feels like there's a lot of negativity going on, I do think that there's an opportunity to see what we can impact and really start to put your energy and focus there. That's just amazing, Takeva. Thank you so much for sharing that key thing. And where can our audience reach out to you if they wanted to connect with you? Yeah, I would say I am most active on LinkedIn. You can search for me, Jeanette C. Jordan, um, on LinkedIn. I'm also a big fan of Instagram. I'm on Twitter, Jeanette C. Jordan, on all of those platforms. Also, if you're interested in learning more about marketing, Market Ready, we're on LinkedIn, Instagram, 
Facebook, um, Twitter, Market Ready Podcast, marketreadypodcast.com. So don't hesitate to reach out to me on any platform. I love engaging in career conversations and talking about the industry and really supporting people to get to a career that they're passionate about. Thank you so much. And definitely check out Market Ready Podcast, a great podcast to learn about product marketing. And especially, please reach out to Janet because she's just amazing to learn from and she's an expert uh, in that space and she is doing some amazing stuff in the diversity and uh, inclusion to help a lot of uh, organizations as well and thank you so much Janet for sharing these key insights and uh, being here with us today thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure thank you